When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. How are y'all doing? Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and I am the host of Starcastic Remarks. This is the after-game review for Game 60. The Dallas Stars fall in the afternoon today by a final score of 4-2. to two. And we have a lot of things to talk about in today's game. But before we get into that, with along with Chris... Uh, we're going to talk about DraftKings just for a second. Please go and use their promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them. We would really appreciate you guys doing that. That lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. And with that, we'll go ahead and get into uh, today's game and say hello to Chris. It's been, it's. I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, sick of hearing my voice for the past two podcasts. So it's good to have you back, Chris. How you doing? Yep, I'm good. I had a very busy spring break, but it was very fun, so I'm happy to be on the podcast again. That was a rough intro, Ryan. You gotta step it up. You gotta get used to having another person on. I know, it's been a while. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. You should have been on the past couple of, day- of times. You're right. That's my beat. Oh, well, especially that uh, that Toronto game. I-, I needed I needed somebody else there. Yeah, I-, I needed. I You're like my therapist. Helping me yeah. out with that. I'm normally the one that that loses it when it comes to those games like that. But r- real quick, what did, what did you think about the last two games? Since we didn't get to hear your thoughts from the last two games, bad. So t- Toronto first <laughs> and then Montreal. So Toronto I mean, first. What did you think? Bad and t- Toronto was just awful. I mean, I kind of figured we would lose the game because it just came off of the loss in the Heritage Classic, and they lost their best player, so they felt like they had something to prove. So I kind of guessed we were going to lose, but not that way. I mean, that's and their awful. Goal, and their goalie was like their fifth-in-line goalie, right? Yeah, another <laughs> AHL goalie that doesn't belong in the NHL beats the crap out of us, whatever. And then the Canadians game is just awful, too. I mean, we never took control of the game. We just won because we're a better team, which is not normal for the Stars. <laughs> well, are we? <laughs> then the Canadians, yes. The Canadians are literally the worst, so. Oh, I mean, like I said in the podcast, they were 8-6-1, and one, so they're above eight, They're above 500 in their last 15 games, and dude. They're still I, not a good team. And let me ask you about this, because I love Cole Caulfield. I know he. we just played him, and I know he's not a Dallas star and everything like that, but I love the guy. I mean, he's fantastic, and especially uh, over the past you know, couple of months, well, not a couple of months, several weeks, I should say. He's just totally outscored the rookie race. And, I mean, he should be in the Calder Trophy, you know, contention right now, but he's not because he played under a really bad coach for the first half of the season. So do you have anything on Cole Caulfield? Do you like him? 
No, I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch Eastern Conference teams enough, honestly. I, know, I mostly watch Western Conference. So yeah, no opinion. He's good. I know that. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I really like him is because he's five six. No joke. He's five six, and he's like lighting up the NHL, which I find fantastic. Short guys for the win. So, um, anyways, let's go ahead and get into tonight's game. And if we have time, we may get into some of the trades that are happening around. Some really big trades have been going down in the NHL today. Um, I don't have those in front of me, but while while we're talking through this, I'll kind of pull those up. But, uh, Chris, tonight's game, a couple of big storylines coming in tonight's game. Sekera, it's his first game back in a while. So Hanley comes out, Sekera goes in. And then uh, the Islanders in their last five games had kind of figured out how to play hockey. They were 4-0-1. So that's not good for the Stars coming in. And also the Stars without Mara Haskinen for the seventh straight game. And really, really, really struggling. So still some of the big headlines in tonight's game. If you had to take anything out of tonight's game, give me one positive and maybe one negative that you could take out of today's game. Making me do a pause. I'll start with the negative because those are easy. Okay, uh, negative. The first line hasn't s- scored a point is since the New York Rangers game. And we're going to get into that too. And for a team that is top-heavy, which we definitely are, that's how you lose a lot of games. <laughs> and then uh, a positive, I mean, Guriana Peterson and Sagan look good. So that's good. We have some secondary scoring. If only it was secondary tonight, we would have won by a ton. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what did you think about Otter's play tonight? I thought he was good, except for the one goal he let in that was so cheesy. I mean, that second goal can't go in. I mean, it's a good shot. He shoots it hard. It it, it doesn't matter. It can't go in. It, it, if it hits his glove, like I don't know, get 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 a new glove that is more stiff. I don't know. It can't go that, in. The one that kind of rainbowed over him is that yes. what you're talking about? Yeah. It he saved it and it just went in. <laughs> I mean, he, he's got to stop that. Other than that, he was good. I mean, he kept us in it a lot, especially in the first period. It was very back and forth. He played well there. But that, that second goal on the power play kind of killed us. And then Brock Nelson, whoever he is, I guess I should know who he is. <laughs> he decides to go off in the third he's, period. So Yeah. yeah. He'd, uh, he's, a, he's a really good player for the uh, New York Islanders. And They've just had a rough year. I mean, when when you start 13 games, you know, on the road to begin your season because your home barn is not ready to go, that's rough. That sucks. So, but we really need to get back home, don't we? Because being on the road is not is not doing the Stars any favors recently. We're not going back home for yeah. a while. We'll have one game home stands and that's it. So we better figure out how to win on the road real fast. So... I've been taking more notes as of late, and I was telling Chris off the air here before we started the the countdown video, I have about two and a half pages of notes just from all three periods, and I didn't get to watch this game until around 4.30, 5 o'clock-ish. So looking at the game overall, my biggest positive is that if you play like this, normally you're going to win. I, f- I felt that this was a very good game that the Stars played, that they played well. It's not like the game against Toronto where they basically just took it and they didn't have any kind of offense whatsoever. Yeah. The negative I took out of this game is the fact that 
Well, let me say two, because I, I want to piggyback on what you said about the first line. We'll get into the first line here at the end of the game summary. And then, but my biggest one is we just can't seem to control the puck coming out of our own zone. Just can't seem to control the puck. We were consistently turning the puck over in the defensive zone. Or if we get out of the defensive zone and we are controlling it, we it's it's very easy for us to turn the puck over. So maybe what I'm saying is turnovers were the biggest thing in to, in today's game. And 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 not just in the D, D zone because I thought our D zone play was okay. I thought it was okay. It's just the offensive zone in particular. There were 3 that Pavelski had in today's game that I counted that were really rough. And normally I don't get on Pavelski for stuff like this, but he had 3 really bad offensive zone turnovers today. And uh I'll I'll kind of go over these as I go, but um anyway in the in the let's go ahead and go through the game summary and I literally wrote uh, I would show y'all but you can't see a screen is my iPad right over here to the side but in the first period the stars went full court press in the first four minutes and I mean it was six to nothing in shots and I was just yeah. like okay absolutely fantastic what did you think about the beginning of this game i thought overall the first period was very good i mean new york had a couple good chances in there i mentioned that otter made good saves on but the stars overall had all the pressure on them they won the period and they don't get a goal so and that's all we did in the beginning of the season we played great first period nothing to show for it and that's what we do again today well, and you mentioned it at the beginning of the season, but it's been happening for multiple seasons now under multiple yeah. different coaches, right? Yeah. I mean, it was happening under Monty, and it was happening uh, kind of under Hitchcock, too, a little bit when Hitch was around. But anyways, uh, the Islanders would get a three-on-two after that four minutes, and they just couldn't do anything with it. The, the, by the way, that, that was the other thing that I noticed a lot. There were a lot more... Uh, odd man rushes against for the stars and i think that's due to turnovers in the neutral zone and on the offensive blue line so right. that kind of goes hand in hand with, with what you said already and if there's anything that we know about bonuses that he hates those those turnovers absolutely hates those turnovers well, that's and he why hates, we always do dump and chase and, <laughs> and the thing he hates even more is those odd man rushes so those odd man rushes are going to kill us and he and it, i know we give a lot of bonus crap for the decisions he makes but that is one thing that in today's NHL, if you give up a bunch of odd man rushes, you're screwed. I mean, I, I was watching about two or three different games last night since the Stars were not playing, and it just seemed like every play – I was watching the Boston game, for example, and I think they scored three goals, and of those three goals, two of them were off of the rush, and they were odd man rushes. So, I mean, that, that's, a big re, that's a big way that a lot of teams nowadays score their goals. Um. Yeah. There was a good defensive block by Gary after an uh, offensive zone turnover around the 12 and a half minute mark. Uh, and, and I said this about a couple of people today, but Radulov with a really stupid breakout pass and that turnover leads to a chance for the Islanders. So, I mean, we kind of already mentioned that. Uh, Sagan had a chance, but he didn't get all of it. It kind of fluttered on him a little bit. And then here's the other thing that kind of frustrated me about the defense, not just five on five, but also on the penalty kill. The Stars D are allowing cross defensive zone passes consistently. And that's hard for a goaltender to get. And Otter was getting them to he got a majority of them. But when you allow those cross D zone passes, you're asking to get scored on. It's very easy to get scored on when you allow those passes. 
Yeah, I mean, but that's what he's been doing. He, that's what Bones' strategy has been pretty much the whole time: is play within your system. Don't try to extend to block a pass like that. Just make sure that they don't get the the dagger, which across defensive zone pass isn't a huge, like it's not it's not an automatic goal is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A cross crease pass is so you want to stop the cross crease pass, but then you're going to give up the big wide def- offensive zone pass too. So I don't know. Pick your poison, I guess. Yeah, that but that's been happening all season really, which I don't like. And when our penalty kill has been good, we've been more aggressive and pushing on them whenever stuff like that happens and again we give up another power play goal which what did they say that are that that we're going right now on on penalty kills it's like almost 40 percent yeah it's so, pretty rough yeah pretty rough. not good i don't know the exact stat there but uh, it's bad <laughs> it's it's very bad um maybe you can look that up while i'm talking a little more um but And I didn't really notice this until about the eight and a half minute mark remaining in the first period, but the shots had kind of evened up at eight to seven in favor of the stars at that point. So even though the stars had a good, you know, start with a six, nothing shot advantage, it kind of evened up about halfway through. And and then I kind of put this at the, uh, in a question mark, I was like a lot of shots from distance. And then literally probably about three or four minutes later, Razor comes out and says, yeah, they're, they're getting a lot of good offensive zone pressure, which, again, I put that too. But they're just not getting, like, high, super high quality chances. A lot of them are from distance. Uh, what, is that accurate? What do you think? Yeah, well, every time we get above 30 shots, <laughs> that's what it is, is we're just shooting from the point, and we're really not using the back of the net, which I think is huge. And we always have three guys above the face-off dots, like we've talked about before, too which was having a lot too. So I, I I don't know why we don't go down into the slot and try and make plays there because that's how we score most of our goals. Like Jason Robertson is our goal leader. That's how all of his goals are scored. And we just, we just don't go to the slot ever. Mm-hmm. And especially on, on a goaltender like this, why would we just take pot shots at him and let him get comfortable in the grease? That's just a terrible idea. Right, and he's a good goaltender too. So, I mean, as soon as he gets comfortable, nothing's getting past him. So, Varlamov is a, is a decent goaltender. Um, I already talked about that. Uh, about four and a half minutes remaining, there was a two-on-one where Otter made a huge save on Casey Sezikis, who Sezikis had a lot of opportunities tonight, and I'll talk about him later. Uh, about the two-minute mark remaining in the first period, Parise had a wide-open chance, but Harley made a great defensive zone play, and... We'll talk about Harley a little bit too because there were some good positives and some and some bad negatives from him too. And then with four seconds left in the period, Raffle was completely denied by Varlamov. It wasn't a great chance, but it was one that you wish he had kind of taken advantage of. It was a Again, terrible Raffle, shot. <laughs> Raffle just cannot score to save his life. He doesn't have an offensive bone in his body. Well, at least a shooting bone because his positioning is great. He always finds himself in position to score and just never does. Or breakaways. Like, it seems like he, he gets more breakaways than anybody on the start. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, he really does. He has like 12 that he hasn't even looked dangerous on. Like at this point, whenever Rafa gets on a breakaway, I don't even care. Like mm-hmm. it's like, oh, great zone entry, guys. <laughs> it, it's not even, it's not even worth getting excited over at this point because right. there's no way he's going to score. In the second period, it would, it would end the period zero zero. So nothing at the end of that period, which is really unfortunate because we already talked about this. 
Stars pretty much dominated that period for the most part, especially the first 10 minutes, and they had nothing to show for it. You have to get a goal out of that period. You have to. And especially when you know that the Islanders are very much a second-period team, and they talked about that in the second period. Razor especially did. And it really hurts. It really hurts. Um, in the second period, Pavelski, I put, had an Oza, a offensive zone turnover about a minute in. Uh, Lindell had a backhand chance off the rush for Alamov says no. And I did notice that the defense were actually getting more involved in the offense tonight, and they're really starting to push, which is good. We're seeing that from Klingberg more. Uh, we saw it from Lindell there. We're seeing it from Harley. Not so much Hawkenpaw and Sekera, but uh, especially those three, those three, four guys, we're really seeing it from them a lot. What Are, are you noticing that more? Not really. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Um, about three minutes into the second period, first goal was scored by Pollock, and it was just a blue line bomb. It's one nothing New York Islanders. It was a screen, and Otter couldn't see it. It, it was just as basic as that. Yeah, and I mean, the Stars started the second period fine, and yeah, this just comes out of nowhere. He just takes a clapper, and it finds the back of the net. Like, <laughs> welcome to the 90s. <laughs> Well, it's more like welcome to the '80s because that's that's really how they uh, scored all of their all of the goals back in the '80s. It was just slap shot after slap shot, and we don't really see that much anymore now. Um, there were two penalties that should have been called on the Stars, and they weren't. Uh, after that, uh, I noticed the Islanders were skating better, and the Stars were spending less time in the offensive zone. Uh, the Stars would get their first power play. It was a slashing call. It was drawn by Peterson, who had an excellent game here tonight, and. Yeah. Then they mentioned the really bad stat for tonight's game is that they were 0 for 17 on the road trip, which is really, really, really bad considering you're a team that really relies on taking advantage of your very few opportunities that you have when you have scoring opportunities. Yep, and and you're uh, supposed to be a good power play team, and we really should be, and we find out, hey, what's our power play? It's Miro Haskinen. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> goes back to Mira Haskin and we really need that guy back. And uh literally the next the very next note that I wrote was now we're over 18. And it was a good power play, don't get me wrong. It was a good power play, but again, no, no no results. No results yeah. to show for the the good effort that was there. And especially and that's like the whole game too. Like you already talked about it. Like if we play like this, we'll win a lot more games in the future. Well, we're running out of future. <laughs> like right. there's only there's only so many games left. We already know we're likely not selling. Uh, I don't know if you if you read the articles about it, but a couple articles came out. Stars are probably not going to do anything during the trade deadline. So we're we're running out of games to figure this out. I mean, we're already dropping back. What are we three points out now of the second wild card? So um... it's happening fast when you're losing. Yeah, three points. Vegas has seventy two. Now, but the thing we should point out is how many games in hand do we have over the Vegas Golden Knights? Right. Does it look like we're going to win those right now? I mean, look at our schedule. We got so many road games, no breaks. Like, really? I mean, I don't know if that's going to help. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen Vegas' schedule, but ours doesn't look great. Well, that's that's quite a few though. Four games. Four games. I don't know, man. We, we we've lost four games in a row before. That's so. not a good. That's not a good <laughs> thing when Chris is not very, uh, you know, excited or optimistic about the Stars' chances here. That's not a good thing. 
So. Yeah, well, three three points in four games right now sounds like quite a feat when we can barely beat the worst team in the league in overtime. So, true. That's very true too. Um, Robertson would have a chance in the second period, but nothing. Uh, Studnich. I do want to talk about it a little. Uh, Studnich, who came in from the uh, from the New Jersey Devils, he was claimed off of waivers by Jim Nill, and uh, he had a chance off the rush. What do you think about his play? He's been all right. I mean, he's better than Foxa, Roffle, and uh, Glendinning, so yeah, we'll take him. <laughs> I really like his speed. I really like how fast he is, and I think he's got some speed that, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him and Hintz and Gary Onoff just on a rush together and just see what they can do. The three of those guys, it would be a lot of fun to see. But I still think he's an offensive guy, though. So I, d- I don't think so either. He's not, but... I, I, I think the speed would help those two guys, but we'll talk about it here in a second. Um, Stars making some ill-advised passes. Rads takes a penalty. It's the first New York Islanders power play. The whole power play was in the defensive zone for the Stars, but they played it very well, and uh, it was a very good uh, penalty kill for the Stars. And then I put what you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast is the first line for the Stars has, has been very silent through the whole game. Yeah. Um, and then Robertson had a bad pass out of his own zone, and there was another turnover by a Stars, uh, by the Stars breakout. And uh, there's some comments over here that I'm seeing uh, over on YouTube that we'll, we'll get to when, if we can. But, I mean, again, just more comments about that, more notes about that. Um, Otter had a huge save on uh, Josh Bailey after an odd man rush, and Otter, again, that's like the third time, third time I think I've mentioned his name. And then finally, before it gets into the second intermission, Star score, PD to Gary. Gary gets a goal. It was a two-on-one odd man rush, and it was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful pass, beautiful goal, beautiful setup. Well, you uh, you left out the stretch pass by Suter. I mean, that was on the tape halfway across the ice. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a great goal by all of those guys, and that makes me excited seeing our younger players connecting like that, but obviously right. don't want it to be in the – dying embers of the second period and it being our first goal <laughs> the nhl season has been packed with dirty dangles hat tricks and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl has your shot to win big too new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get 150 dollars in free bets if they win that's right a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> and then I, I put this at the end of the second period, right when the horn was going off when I was watching it. And I, I did this on purpose because I wanted to ask you this question. Is it time to break up the top line? No, that would be idiotic. Okay, now tell me why. <laughs> tell me why you would keep them together. Because they're the only line that has scored as goals consistent. They're the they're the only reason that we have won as many games as we have. 
I mean, they're still at around 50% of our offense, despite the resurgence of some secondary scoring, at least. Mm -hmm. And even after going three games with no points at all. So, no, the first line is still... The first line is the reason you're here, so you're going to ride them and hope that they just get going again. So you you think they should just ride it out, and eventually they'll start clicking again? Yes. Unfortunately, I think Bones will most likely switch them up, but... I wouldn't do it. <laughs> See, the I'm going to go back to the way that the last four games, last seven games have been, okay? It's, and especially the last four. What's our what's our record in the last four games? One and three. One and three, okay? What has the top line done in any of those games, including the victory? No, the victory, they didn't do nothing. Exactly. Okay? So who who was it in that game that got us the victory? Uh, the the old good guys. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, soon. yeah. Now, and and Klingberg. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I know a lot I of people want to trade guy. him, but we're not going to trade Klingberg. And he, as as bad as he's been defensively this year, that game was the reason why we won, was because of yep. Klingberg. It was solely him. Okay. Yep. And, and and Otter Otter as well. Otter had some big saves. Um. I think it's. I think it may be a. a a good idea to do it just to try it okay because... well you brought up the last four games so i'm gonna bring up all the rest okay but you can't <laughs> what was the reason can't... we won all the rest of the game right but you can't look at the past you can't You're look at, at you, you i'm it's looking the at the recent past, past. exactly past. i'm not looking at october this is this team now i have more data that says that the line is good okay but recently have they been good that's a very you don't if Boston, if the first line in Boston has a dry spell of even six games, are they going to get broken up? They, no. they he, yeah, they've done that. No. And now I, and if now they do, I'm they not go right saying, back together. Right, and and I'm not and I'm not saying that they should be apart for the whole time, okay? But what I'm saying is that they're stagnant right now, and I mean we need those guys. So if it takes for them to get some confidence back in their game and to start scoring again is to have some different people for a little while, then I, I think that's a benefit. I don't see how saying, y'all suck, we're breaking y'all up, we don't care what y'all did in the past, is a confidence booster. Like, that would be so demoralizing if the guys you played with for the last two years, you're suddenly not playing with them anymore. I, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's not a demoralizing thing. I'm, and I'm not doing that I mean, to say that. Not? But what I'm what I'm hoping is that they pay a little bit more attention, or maybe have just a little bit more focus because they're like, oh wait, I'm not playing with the same guy. So maybe they're going to be looking for, for to make plays or to to do something better or to focus better. I I, I don't know. But if the, if the trade deadline and the playoff race isn't enough to get them to focus, then they're not going to focus. And just, that's a just good switching that up the a, line is not that's gonna, a fair point. Not going to do it. That's a fair point. But I, I think it. I don't know if it's time just yet, but the question, I didn't even consider it. I, I, I saw some things about it in the last game, but it, it started creeping into my head and I'm starting to think it might be a good idea. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that we should do it right away, right now, right this second. But if this kind of thing continues, especially over the course of the next week or so, then I think something needs to change. It, it would I, I think take, that's, that would be a decent idea. 
it would literally take 10 games for me to even consider that 10 games of them not playing good and then we're we're about halfway there right now no we're not at the rangers game they still scored the majority of our team's goals (laughs) they've only had three games where they haven't been the best line on our team every other game for the past two years they've been the best okay so good discussion i thought that i thought that would be a good thing to to pull up even though you think i'm wrong and that's okay that's okay good discussion is what you say whenever i'm right so that's that's (laughs) new third period um Pavelski with the chance in front, but good defense by the New York Islanders. Uh, Harley joins the rush and has a chance, but no, doesn't get a shot off. Uh, Clutterbuck, who has one of the greatest names in the NHL, uh, by himself in front. He's not able to tip it. Fox takes the penalty. It's interference. And then Brock Nelson would get the first of his three goals in the third period. He gets a power play goal. And like you said, Chris, it rainbowed over Otter. I think that's just a freak accident, but you you think that he sh- probably should have had that. He's got to save it. I mean, if if he saves it, the game is completely different. I mean, it wasn't like New York was just bombarding us to start the third. It was pretty back and forth, like your notes said. So and that totally changed the complexion of the game. Just, a, just a, a shot that leaked through. Like, it wasn't even a great shot. It hit his glove. He made the save, and it went in somehow. I mean, he's got to stop it. And and he did when we were on that long winning streak. He was making those saves consistently. Mm -hmm. And even the next one that Nelson scores, he he made sometimes. So those are the saves we need if we're going to get into the playoffs with a team like this. Yeah, so before... Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into that because this would be a good portion to talk about Harley. But before I get there... Paz had a good tip opportunity, and then he had a second opportunity, and still nothing from them. Harley, uh, I, I literally wrote this before the next goal was scored. Harley continues to impress me, and he was doing fantastic up to that point. Then Brock Nelson gets the next goal. And, jinxed him. Yeah, I totally jinxed him is what I did. <laughs> and, I was, and I was just like, yeah, I literally wrote on my notes, Ryan, you're an idiot. <laughs> my notes, I was like, you're an idiot. Don't write that. And it that third goal for New, the New York Islanders, it made it three to one, and it was a turnover by Harley after a, a really bad pass by him, and uh, it was another cross zone pass, and I, I talked about that earlier, and it was, and it, it was just not a good option for the Stars to give up. They they need to be able to to cut that off. So yeah. l- let me go ahead and get into the into Harley because Harley would be this would be a good point to talk about Harley. Um, Harley is going to make those mistakes like that. But that's a really bad time to be making a mistake like that. But otherwise, I thought he had a, a pretty decent game. He was yeah. I he's been, he's been playing more minutes because he's had to because Mira's been out and he plays and a half. right, which is a ton for him. He's a only lot. remember, he's only he's been 20. Playing less less than 20 games in the NHL too, so right, that's and he's pretty he, nuts. This, and yeah, and this guy's only twenty, and bonus is relying on on him as a twenty year old, which is, I mean that that's a big deal. I bonus mean, hates bonus, doing that. I know he does. <laughs> so so Harley is is forcing him, and like you know, forcing his hand to give him more minutes. One because Amir Hayes going to be out. Yeah, that's but the main reason. That's the main reason. But he 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 also kind of deserves it a little bit. He's been playing better, especially his D zone play. Over the course of the past, I think this is like his 17th game in a row that he's played. I mean, Bonus could have pulled him out in favor of Hanley, but he didn't. He pulled Hanley out. So that's a that's a good sign from the coach. And, you know, that he has faith in Thomas Hartley. And 
especially over the past two weeks, before I noticed it from Klingberg and from Lindell, especially tonight when Lindell had an opportunity, he's been getting into the offensive zone and he's felt more comfortable to go in and kind of create chances, which for the for the Stars team, you know, we're used to seeing them rely on their defense for a lot of offense as well. It's it's good to see that, and I I I just hope that that continues. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing great. He's really turning into what we thought we had at the, at the preseason. I mean, I hyped him up a lot in the preseason, and he didn't really pan out. But he he's showing why he, he was hyped up to begin with, and I, I expect him to see. I expect to see him next year, honestly, as a full time guy. Top four or top six? I, I'll say top six right now, but yeah. Because if Klinger's gone, he's top four. He's got to be top four. He's got to be the one that takes the spot, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and, and then I wrote this down after that mistake because I said, you're allowed to make mistakes if you can score goals, but the Stars have not been able to do that over the course of the past two weeks or so. Yeah, You're not allowed to make mistakes when you don't have your $8 million defenseman on the ice. That too. That's a good point. So, <laughs> everything's got to be better whenever your best player is not there. Mm-hmm. So. We're really yeah. in trouble with Miro on the IR. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, we really, we really need him back. So hopefully, and we have no idea when he's coming back either because of his illness. Like we literally mono. have no clue. He he could not come back. Honestly, we I've I've seen people have mono and not be able to do physical activity for six months. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, which is we'll why see. I was kind of hoping that they would go out and get some sort of defenseman, but obviously it's, that's not going to happen. It's crazy that we're not doing anything. With, it, it's criminal almost i mean like we, we have eight million dollars free right now he's on ir even if he's good to go in the next couple of weeks you pull a lightning honestly they showed that path works mm-hmm. like to bring him back in the playoffs i mean for those of you who don't know what i mean by pulling a lightning circumventing <laughs> the cap exactly the, the cap does not exist in the playoffs so we should mention that yeah the cap does not exist yes just like the limit um <laughs> But yeah, the fact that we're not using, we're not, we're not going to do anything with that eight million dollars is really criminal. I mean, I thought, uh, I mean, anybody, offense, defense, goaltending, even right now, because somehow we started the season with four great NHL goalies and we have one left. We t- we, we joked about Survivor. It's literally Survivor. It is literally Survivor. <laughs> I mean, Adam Shield came in from nowhere. I don't even know who he was. <laughs> so. And he's mm. and he's on the precipice of playing a game. Precipice, I like that word. So, yeah, we're, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, everything, all the injuries, the goaltending stuff, the fact that the first line just stopped playing hockey at the worst possible time, it's not good. And like I said, right after the win streak, actually, we could totally just bomb the rest of these games before the trade deadline, and we could be sellers. I don't think so, based off all the stuff that we've heard. But if we lose every game up until the trade deadline and we're eight points out, <laughs> I mean, how do you not sell at that point? So, yeah. Well, the trade deadline is on Monday. So uh, we've only got one game. That was faster than I thought. <laughs> it's Dude. only one game away. So, okay, yeah, Ardell, he, he, Ardell you were reading my mind, dude. Uh, I was going to pull this up. So... I've heard that Nick Liddy of Detroit may be a target for Dallas. Yes, and I think that they have had conversations about uh, Jim Nill and whoever the GM, 
Oh my god, I can't believe I I just said that. The GM for the Detroit Red Wings is Steve Yzerman. Yeah. I cannot believe I said that. Wow. I was like, did he change? Yeah, did he change? No. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Nick Letty is a okay defenseman. He he could fill a a, a top four role, but he, he he's kind of like a hawk and paw, but with a little bit more offense. But that's in more the offense. ask. <laughs> He's the played ask, 55 games, and he's getting 16 points. That's true. But the ask for Nick Letty was a second-round pick. And I'm like, I just don't no think he's, he's not worth a second-round pick. So if, if they do that... He'll barely, he, he barely in our top six if we get him. That, that's a terrible idea. Well, And then here's the other thing, is that if, if Nick Letty comes in, who's most likely coming out? Thomas Sekera. Harley? <laughs> I would hope Sekera. Sekera slash Hanley, yeah. Would, but then whenever Miro comes back, are you taking out Harley? So yeah, you would have to. I mean, you're I mean, probably at that taking point, out Letty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So so that's not a great idea. I like Ardell brought brought this one up too. Claude Giroux. I think he just got traded to the Panthers. Uh, yep. Like a couple. Dude, hours that ago. team is stacked. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That would have been huge. I mean, get a Claude Giroux on this team. We're already old as garbage. Let's lean into it, you know? <laughs> and we can't even do that? Like, Oh, man. Uh, but Jarrell had a no-movement clause. He had a no-movement clause, and the only two teams that he said he would go to, because he next trades to Boston and New York Rangers, but he said he would only go to Florida or Colorado out of the teams that were contending for him to Smart guy. come to their teams. So obviously the top two teams in the league. There you go. Yeah. So but still but, you gotta you gotta think you push a little bit harder for that or something and be like, hey man, no state income tax. Like yeah, I don't right, know. yeah. Texas yeah, too, right? Yeah. Push for something. And right now Letty's if we get Letty, I'm gonna be pissed. I will seriously be pissed off. Well, at least he's doing something. That's not something. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> He's not doing something. And that's nowhere near the $8 million cap hit that we have available. Like, there's I, people I mean, who still want to dump cap. Let, dump it on us, man. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was kind of hoping for Chickren. Chicken would be. But, again, the, the ask for him would be just astronomical. So. Is Phil still on the market? Who? Phil Kessel. That's a good question. Um, I don't think so. No one's talking about him because he sucks now. But hey, he's, who knows? he's on a bad team and he's in Arizona. Get him some hot so. dogs and get him going. <laughs> oh goodness! Let, let let me finish this out and then we can talk more. Uh, disagree, Ardell. Hanley's not good. I don't like him. Yeah, Hanley gets no love due to solid every time he plays. He eh. he's solid most of the time. He's solid because he doesn't play. He plays like <laughs> it's hard to do something bad when you only play for eight minutes. Um, it, at the ten twenty three mark of the third period, I said all the forward lines are in a blunder, and he, I mean they really were at that point. He, they were he would just had just random stuff going on. Uh, nine fifty seven. <laughs> Raffle can't score. Still can't score. Um, there was a really good shift by the Raffle Glendening Foxa line, which led to a goal by Peterson. It was. It would make it three to two, and Peterson scores the goal after a good four check, and he was on the line with Sagan and Garyanov at that point, I believe. So, good goal by Peterson. It was kind of a, a a freak little play. It somehow made its way in front, but hey, who cares? He took care of business. He had a wide open shot in the slot, and he scored. 
that's what, what you Peterson do. does. He's the opposite of Raffle. He's never in that position, but every time he is, it's in the back of the net. Right. Somehow he <laughs> does it. So, uh, does he have potential to be a top six forward for the Stars in the future? Oh yeah, definitely. I think I, I, I mean, see it too. His speed right now, he's not fast and he is not physical, <laughs> and those are two things you can develop in an off season. So mm-hmm. if he can get himself to do that, like he really could be a top six guy in the league. Um, there was a holding the stick penalty on Kyle Palmieri of the New York Islanders. Stars would get their second power play chance. But uh, Sezikis, right off the bat, to start off the power play, they win the they win the faceoff, the Islanders do. It's a two-on-one shorthanded opportunity the other way, and Otter says, nope. And that's like the fourth time that I've mentioned his name tonight. Um, and the Stars had some opportunities after that, but it was killed off. Uh, Lindell goes downhill and he tries to go five hole on Varlamov, but Varlamov again said no. And then I, I put this again, Studenich can really fly. He's really fast. And that was like the last uh, five minutes of the uh, period. And I, I thought this was kind of funny. They mentioned this towards the end of it. Razor really doesn't like his own promo night, does he? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That was Absolutely the best hilarious. part of the game. Right, exactly. Um. With two and a half minutes remaining in the third period, it, there was a, a bounce to Peterson, and he takes a shot, but Varlamov, again, just said no. Um, we should have drawn a call. Sagan should have drawn a call, but it was not called. It should have been. And then, again, let's talk about the six on five, because the six on five has absolutely sucked this year for the Stars. So, and the thing that they talked about in the broadcast is we've only scored two six on five goals this season, and now we've allowed 13 empty net goals against. That's a that's negative nine. No, that's a no. Excuse me. That's a, a negative eleven goal differential when you're six on five, which Quick is math. really bad. That's got to be worse in the league, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know it's how to look be. that up, but that has to be the worst. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and then just to finish it off, Nelson would get the hat trick goal, and it was Pavelski with another offensive zone turnover, and it was an empty net goal. That would be the end the end score four to two. So, uh. Anything else that I didn't mention out of those notes? That was a lot, wouldn't it? Uh, Barlama played great. I mean, he yeah, was really I, good. Yeah. And we didn't really mention that enough because he really did play extremely well against the Stars. Lots of big saves, lots of good scoring chances. I mean, the Stars kind of fluffed a lot of shots at him too, but he was fantastic. Um, the number one thing that scared me a lot was the faceoff percentage. Stars lose the faceoff percentage uh 44 to 56 percent and and lose a bunch of big important face-offs too like power play face-offs they're they're getting them every time on the power plays we can't win the face-off on the six on five we can't win the face-off on our power plays it was awful and i'm gonna call we'll call out the and it's the people who are supposed to be good that are the problem there so pavelski has a 33 percent night jamie ben 44 percent tyler sagan 33 percent Rope hints forty percent. That's pretty rough. That's for awful. a team that normally wins the face. Even on even on bad games, they normally win the faceoff percentage. We're supposed to because we have the best faceoff guys. We we have we're a second lot in the of league. The best faceoff guys, and we're able to. So I also found another reason why our faceoff percentage is so good, is that we switch guys off. Like we have two center icemen on a lot of our lines, or two guys who can win faceoffs at least. So they switch off whichever side the faceoff is taken on so that we're always on our strong side. So when the other team is pl- is 
taking draws against us, they're going against somebody who's always on their strong side. And somehow we still don't win this one. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not good. Well, you want to get into some of these comments? Sure. Let's take a look at some of these comments. Um, Alex saying, I thought they played better today than, than against Montreal. I did too. Yeah, I, 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 I actually should po- point that out. I thought they played better tonight and lost the game, and yet they still won the game in Montreal. So, again, I'll say it. If you play like that on a normal basis, you're going to win more games. So that was that was more uh, comforting for me in that fact. So That is true. Uh, and, it, and the reason why you lose those games, it comes down to individual effort, I think. Like, oh, a guy's just got to bury that it. That Toronto game was the complete opposite of this game. Complete yeah. opposite. I'm I'm halfway okay with this game losing because of how we played. We, we didn't just bend over and take it. Yeah. Like, we actually played well. We played really well. Yeah, the Toronto game was a whole team collapse, and in this, the team put us in the right position to score goals, and individuals didn't didn't take, didn't care take of advantage of it. So right. Um, Alex saying Otter was the best player as he always is. Just about ninety five percent of the time, he was one of the best players on the ice. For I think stars. Peterson was the best player for us tonight. He's the only one who got us consistent offensive chances. And I he think better be that... in the top six. He better be at least on the second line tomorrow. And Otter, Otter was good, but he just made a crucial mistake. Same thing with Harley. So, wrong mistakes at the wrong time. You can't do it whenever you don't have your best defenseman. <laughs> right. Uh, Ardell's got a lot of good comments here. Um, the student each guy dude played well again. <laughs> I-, I thought he played well too. I agree with you. Alex, goals like that second one on Otter are going to happen from time to time. They have to give him some goal support. That's also true. That's that's yeah. especially that second half of that comment. That's a really good comment, Alex. Because when he does give up bad goals from time to time, they they typically you know help him out and they they get him some goal support. But that hasn't been happening lately. Yeah. That's definitely the number one reason the past four games why we haven't been winning is we can't score. <laughs> yep. Not all. Um, Alex also saying offensive zone entry was the biggest issue. Way too much dump and chase when there was space to maintain control i thought this was a lot better than the last two or three games i really did they were i thought they were actually passing into the zone a little bit more i i still thought they were dumping a little bit too much but generally their offensive entries i thought were better what do you think no dumping no dumping up to 500 dollars fine don't Uh, if Barzell can catch a pass, pass the aisle score first power play scores easily. That's a good point too. I, I forgot to mention that. Um, Fox penalty from Ardell that resulted in a goal happened because we couldn't clear the zone and got exhausted, outchanged, and tired players take penalties. That's that's also true. Um, let's see if there's something on here that we haven't kind of really mentioned. Ardell's last comment. He's right. Ron Swanson would say that. Go ahead and pull that up first. What would Ron Swanson say to Nil? Never half. A two things, full A, one thing. Go get JT Miller, Reds and Garyanov. Bye-bye, Miller, King score. I don't think that's going to be enough to get JT Miller here to Dallas, but I wouldn't mind that trade. I would love that trade. No, we're not trading Reds and Garyanov for JT Miller. We're just getting rid of him. Okay, Uh, let's see. See if there's anything up here. Uh, Ardell Klingberg will be traded by Monday? Question mark. Suspiciously not on the bench for third period was number three. Upper body injury or a trade in the works? 
I don't think so. I, I hope. I, I, I hope I, we got a trade in the works, but I, I don't believe it. <laughs> and, and I, I mean, if there is a trade in the works, I guess we'll. He won't be in the lineup tomorrow night, right? Or tomorrow afternoon. So. You think so? <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Guess um, we'll find out tomorrow morning. Yep. Let's see. Anything else? Anything else? I think we're all caught up. Yeah. We I need Hayskin. Yeah. So. Uh, we have a game tomorrow. Game tomorrow is at four. Um, we'll probably have to do this again tomorrow night. We have to do it a little later because we got other stuff going on. Double but, matinee is garbage, bro. Yeah. I, Double matinee. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't. I don't even know how many matinee games we've actually won this year. I think we've lost more than we've actually won. I think we won one, and it was against Minnesota. Didn't we? Wasn't the run against Pittsburgh that we played that we won? We always I beat know. Pittsburgh somehow. That's I know, cool. and and it's somehow they're second in their division, in in the Metro division of all divisions too. So, all right. Anyways, let's finish it off with the stats. Um, faceoff percentage you already mentioned. Uh, power play one for two. For two for the Stars. Shots on um, goal. Don't skip that one. That one's well, I'm huge. doing that. I'm doing that last. Give me one last. Sec. Oh. Yep. Hits were thirty to thirty-one, so it was a decently physical game tonight, but not overly physical like we've seen. Uh, shots on goal per period, 12 to seven, 12 to eight, excuse me, in favor of the stars in the first, 10 to seven in favor of the stars in the second, and 17 to 10 in favor of the stars in the third. So it's 39 to 25 in favor of the stars overall. And final score from tonight's game, four to two. Chris, what else we got? Anytime the stars shoot one 35 shots, they end up losing. I know. Like, I want stats on that. I tried looking up stats like that. I couldn't find them. Someone please find me those stats. Because I really feel like <laughs> we lose 75% of the time when we shoot that many times. Yep. Okay. Well, we've gone a long time tonight because it's because we had a lot of stuff to say. Um, we'll be back with you guys again uh, tomorrow night. I think we'll probably do it around the same time because we got some stuff that we got going on. Busy um, people. Yep. We're very busy people. And... We're wanted. Yeah, and it's and it's it's way more fun when you're here, Chris, rather than me just doing it by myself, yelling at a camera. So, I agree. I'm having way more fun. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, please go and like and subscribe anywhere you're listening. Whether you you're listening here on the podcast side uh, later on, whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever, uh, we'd appreciate the review. Let us know what we can do better. And also make sure you follow us on all our social media accounts and like us on Facebook. We'd enjoy that and seeing y'all's comments there. We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow night. Right? Yes. Okay. Catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. Night.